Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, Sharin Eskandani, the founder of Wholehearted Coaching and the Wholehearted Life Coaching Certification. This podcast is in service of your biggest dreams. We'll talk about mindset, manifestation, mindfulness, and we'll also look at the transformative power of life coaching and being a life coach. If you are ready to create your dream life while living your dream life, then let's do it, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper and get my free weekly journal prompts that are inspired by this episode, sign up for my email list by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in joining one of my transformational courses or you're ready to take the leap and become a wholehearted coach yourself, you can head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings. And of course, all this information is also in the show notes. Let's be real. So much of our lives, if we're lucky, is in community. And if I know one thing, about the wholehearted community. We have big communities. We have so many folks that we are in relationship with. We have so many folks that we love to connect with. We love to be surrounded by our community. We love to feel connected to our community. And in this episode, we're going to look at how we can be even more connected. And when I say connected, I mean in a genuine, authentic, and deep way with the people in our lives. And we're going to be doing this by looking at some of the principal foundations of coaching. Now listen, this is not an episode just for folks who are thinking about or are interested in becoming a life coach. The truth is, becoming a life coach changed me. It changed me in so many ways. But one of the ways that was kind of unexpected to me was that I became a better person to the people around me. I became a better sister, daughter, girlfriend, then wife, friend, best friend, colleague. Coaching has taught me so much about being in relationship with people, how to truly be there for someone, how to truly support someone. These were things I thought I was doing all along. But as I learned to become a coach in my certification, I really realized that what I thought was being there, what I thought was being supportive, what I thought was listening and communicating was not that at all. And one of the most beautiful gifts that coaching has given me among the endless amounts of gifts this incredible career has given me is truly being a better person in the relationships that I hold dear. So I want to share these quote unquote secrets with you with this incredible community. 
because I know that your community matters to you. And I know that you want to be there for them. I know that you want to be truly supportive of them. And in this episode, we're going to look at ways, tools from coaching that we can use in our everyday lives, right? This is about how you can be a coach in your everyday life without being a coach. Now, a big disclaimer, nothing we're going to do today is about you coaching other people. We always want to have consent before we coach someone, right? So this isn't about us, quote unquote, fixing someone's life, solving someone's problems, which, by the way, is not what coaching is. But this is just about how we can be more present for the people we love and care about. What I'm going to talk about today is so simple and so transformative. They are tools and skills that I use every day. And honestly, I have used them so much that I don't even consider them tools or skills. They're just part of who I am, who I am in relationship. Coaching truly made me a better person. And my greatest wish in this episode is that you find an idea, a tool, a concept that allows you to be an even better person in your relationships. Before we dive in, though, if you are interested in becoming a life coach, in the spring, applications will open for our fall 2024 cohort of the Wholehearted Life Coaching Certification. The Wholehearted Life Coaching Certification is a decolonized approach to heart-centered coaching. Not only will you learn how to become an incredible, transformative coach, you will also learn how to create inclusive coaching spaces and how to build a thriving coaching business. You will be learning from some of the leading minds in coaching and change-making, and you will be supported along the way with an amazing team that includes me, mentors, and your fellow student coaches. If you are interested in joining, I encourage you to sign up for the waitlist. Waitlist members get first access to the application and they get a pretty great discount. For more information and to sign up, head to wholeheartedcertification.com slash programs. Or you can also go to the show notes. All right, let's learn about how we can become a coach without actually being a coach. Taking some of the best parts of coaching and applying it to our lives. So here is something I want all of us to be really honest about. How present are we when we are in relationship with other people? I'm going to give you an example. It's been a really long day. You've had a lot happening. And you come home and your partner arrives maybe 10 minutes after you, right? So you haven't even had time to settle in to maybe take off your bra or, you know, whatever uncomfortable clothing you're wearing. And your partner gets home and they've had the most difficult day. And they start sharing that day with you. And all you want to do, all you want to do is just sit on the couch and have a moment to yourself. 
But you also recognize that your partner needs you, that they want to share what's on their mind, what's on their heart. And so, of course, of course, you ask them, what's up? And they start to share. Okay, we've all been in some form of this situation. How present are you? Are you actually listening to the words they're saying? Are you actually hearing what they're trying to communicate? Where is your mind? How is your body feeling? What is your impulse? What do you want to do? What do you not want to do? Let's be honest. In these moments, it's really hard for us to be present for the people in our lives. We're not fully listening. Maybe we're already thinking of the answer we're going to say to them. Maybe we're just trying to solve the thing for them. We're going to just say some sweeping statement like, oh, you know, just you got this. Just deal with it and it'll get better. Which, as we all know, is not helpful when you're having a crap day. And so even though our deepest intention is to be there for our partner, it's really hard for us to be there, for us to be fully present when our mind, our body, our energy, our spirit is everywhere but here. Now, this is an extreme circumstance. But this also happens in less extreme circumstances. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't tell you how many times a friend or family member has called someone that I really am looking forward to connecting with. And I go on Instagram or I start thinking of what I want for dinner or I start putzing around the house, cleaning up things. I'm not fully present. And I have a feeling that I'm not alone in this. I have a feeling that you as well sometimes really struggle to be present for the people in your life. And I get it. There is so much going on in our own personal lives. And even though we want to be quote unquote there, it is sometimes the most difficult thing to do. But presence is the most powerful thing that we can ever offer anyone we are in relationship with. Our whole presence. One of the core skills of coaching, one of the foundational skills of coaching, and I truly believe the only skill a coach needs is their presence, is to learn how to create and cultivate presence. Now, on a day when everything is amazing and wonderful, that is an easy thing to do. But honestly, how many days do we have like that? So a really great coach, a transformative coach, knows what they need to do to be fully present. And what they need to do happens before they meet with their client. And so as I'm using the word coach here, I want you to replace the word with just person, person in relationship, which means to say that a really incredible person in relationship with other people knows how to be present. And they recognize that in order to be present, it's all about what they are doing 
before they are in relationship with people. Now, before we even get into the things we can do to be present, I want you to take a moment and think, what does being present mean? Think of the person in your life or moments in your life that you've had with someone where you knew that they were fully present for you. What were they doing or not doing that really made you feel as if they were present? How did you know you were in the presence of presence? Now, this can be a kind of tricky question to answer, and it's a question we ask in the certification. It's one of the first things we work on. And every time, you know, the answers are like, they listen to me, there's eye contact, I can tell they're not judging me, they're curious about what I'm saying, they're asking questions that are aligned with what I'm saying. Yes, all of these things are connected to being present. However, I'm sure many of us, perhaps all of us, have been with someone who has been doing all of those things, yet something is off. We're like, you're actually not fully here with me. You're not fully present. So yes, presence is about certain things we do actions we take or don't take. But there's also an energy about presence. There is a feeling about presence, right? We know we are in the presence of presence because we feel it. And so there is an energy that the other person is emanating, is giving, is embodying that really makes you feel confident that they are there for you. And I'm telling you, we all know this, That energy is not just felt when you're in person, it's also felt when you're on the phone. I can't tell you how many times I have been in conversations with my loved ones, and I'm like, you are not listening to me. Yes, you just repeated what I said and asked the question about the thing I just said to you, but I really know you're not here with me right now. And listen, I have done that as well. So presence is also really connected to our energy, to being grounded, to being centered. And one of the greatest skills, one of the greatest concepts that coaching gave me is to have some sort of pre-coaching ritual. One of the things that we really emphasize in the wholehearted coaching certification because it was emphasized in my coaching certification, is that to be present, you need to be taking care of yourself energetically, emotionally, spiritually, before you show up for other people. It's really hard to get grounded and centered when we haven't done that for ourselves before we are in relationship right? It's, it's possible. It's possible that you can ground yourself in the moment. Oh, but it is so much easier when we have some sort of ritual or routine that we do. For me, that is my morning routine. My morning routine includes some sort of meditation, journaling, reading, breath work, movement. It depends on the day, but it allows me to really get into my grounded and centered 
energy, and nature. Now, here's the thing. That grounded and centered energy is going to get messed up throughout the day, right? Like (laughs) when I do my morning routine, I'm grounded. It's great. But then life happens and I fall out of that energy. However, because I have practiced it, because I have cultivated it earlier, because I have done it in a very low stakes environment, when things get high stakes, I can come back to it. I can recall it. I can embody it again. So this is why it is so important for those of us who are in relationship with people often and a lot, for those of us who like to be in relationship with people, to really have some sort of practice that grounds and centers us. So for you, that may be a walk outside. It may be dancing. It may be gardening. But whatever it is, it is something that you do for your own energetic, spiritual, and emotional needs that allows you to be grounded and centered before you are in relationship with other people. This is almost like the idea of you can't pour from an empty vessel, right? We can't give presence when we haven't given ourselves any presence, when we haven't been with ourselves, when we haven't supported ourselves. So it's really pouring what we want to give to others to ourselves first. That is the only way that we can be present with others and for others. Now, as I say this, sometimes we can't, right? That that example I gave where you're home and all you want to do is take off your clothes and just lounge and you've also had a really hard day. One of the greatest things we can also do for people that we are in relationship with is tell them when we can't actually be present for them and let them know, hey, I need about like 20 minutes myself. I've had a really tough day too, but I really want to be there for you. I I really want to hear what happened today. And that is okay. I would rather be 90% present for someone 20 minutes later than 30% right there in the moment. Because I know that we're not going to have that connection that they want or that I want, right? The outcome is not going to be what either of us truly desires. So the first tool is really centered around being present and cultivating presence. So I want you to get curious first about the people in your life, the interactions you have, where you really feel like the other person is being present. Get curious about what elements contribute to you feeling like they are present for you. I then want you to think of the moments when you can be and are fully present for other people. What does it feel like for you? What are you doing? And what factors, what circumstances contributed to you being able to be so fully present? Figure out what are the things that I need that I need to do for myself so that I can really show up for my community. Honestly, this one thing, this one thing of being fully present changes everything. Because when we are present, we are curious, we're open, we're non-judgmental, and we're able to fully 
listen. So this leads us to our second coaching skill, which is listening. So much of coaching is listening. People think coaching is about telling and asking questions and taking action and doing, but let me tell you, coaching is all about listening. And when it comes down to it, in our day-to-day lives, so often we aren't fully listening. You know, someone is talking to us, telling us something, and our mind is elsewhere. Our mind is caught up in what we did 20 minutes ago or what we want to do this weekend. Or our mind is already jumping to what we want to say to this person, how we want to answer them or solve what they are struggling with. So we're not really fully listening. We're waiting for them to just stop talking so we can start talking again. Being able to fully listen to folks is such a game changer. So there are three types of listening that I want us to become aware of. This is what we teach in the certification. So we have self-focused listening. Self-focused listening is the ability to be aware of your own thoughts, of how your body is reacting, of what's going on inside you. Then we have client-focused listening, which is listening to what your client is saying or the person in front of you is saying, right? Your loved one is saying. So we are acutely focused on what they are expressing, what they're saying, and what they're not saying. More on that one in a moment because it's a powerful, powerful tool, right? So we have self-focused, which is what's going on for me internally, client-focused, other-focused listening, which is what are they saying or not saying. And then we have what we call in the certification, wholehearted listening. Wholehearted listening is the combination of both of these where you are able to be aware of what's going on inside you, but still be connected to what is going on outside of you, right? What the person in front of you is trying to say or express. And when you are in the space of wholehearted listening, it's like this beautiful dance where we can be present with what we need, right? With our energetic shifts and take care of ourselves. And we can also be present with what the person in front of us needs as well. This takes a lot of skill, but when you're kind of like there and in the flow, it is so incredibly amazing, right? Because you're able to take care of yourself. Like let's say someone says something and it's activating for you and you can just tend to yourself in that moment, not make the conversation about you and also be present and aware of what the person in front of you is also going through. So often what we tend to do is one or the other, right? We're either super cognizant of what's going on within us or we're totally ignoring ourselves and what we need and totally focused on the other person. So in the coming week or weeks, see how you can integrate wholehearted listening into your day-to-day interactions. And For example, I'll give you kind of like what it is for me. Let's say I'm talking to someone and they're sharing with me how difficult their day has been. And and I really want to be there for them. I really want to listen to them. So they're talking, they're telling me about their day. 
And all of a sudden, I started thinking about my grocery list. What I try to do is not go down the rabbit hole of my grocery list. I'll say, oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, think about the grocery list after this conversation. And I try to come back to the conversation that I'm having. And it's this continual back and forth, non-judgment for myself for having thoughts in the middle of a conversation because I'm human and that's going to happen, but also not allowing those thoughts to become a spiral or to distract me or to take me away from that moment with this person. So try that out this week. As we're thinking of listening, you know, oftentimes we are very good at listening to what is being said. What are the words the person is saying? But one of the tools that I love so much in coaching, I use it all the time as a coach, and I use it all the time as a friend, a sister, a daughter, a wife, a best friend, is that I am also listening to what is not being said. So there's a word for this. It's called paralanguage or nonverbal language. Nonverbal language are the things that we do, the actions, the sounds that we make that aren't words, but that express so much. So examples of it include, you know, vocalizations like sighs or going mm or ha. Voice tone or volume, right? Someone is expressing something and all of a sudden they get really loud or they get really soft. Our hand and head gestures, right? Where we look when we're talking, how our posture changes, our facial expressions when we're saying something. These are nonverbal ways that we communicate all of the time. So for instance, let's say I'm working with a client and they say the phrase, I'm so happy. Okay, I'm so happy. I'm going to give you three different scenarios that include paralanguage, nonverbal language. And in those three examples, the client, the person is communicating something totally different, even though they're saying the same thing. So example number one, they say, I'm so happy. And they kind of say it whispery under their breath. Example number two, they say, I'm so happy, and they cross their arms as they do it. Example number three, they say, I'm so happy, and they look down the entire time. Now, as a coach, I don't know what the meaning of those three different examples, those three different iterations of I'm so happy is, but I know that they mean something very different from each other and I know that they don't mean I'm so happy. And so as a coach, I'll say, hey, I noticed you looked down when you said that. Or I noticed that your tone changed. And I'm telling you, paralanguage, nonverbal language says so, so much. Now, being in relationship with other people, that's going to be really annoying, right? <laughs> it's going to be really annoying if you're like, hey, Fred, I noticed you looked down when you said that. But as a friend, as someone in relationship, maybe you can just say, you want to tell me more about that? Right? We, we don't want to coach people. I mean, that's the most annoying thing. Oh, my God. Whew, and I have been there. When you learn to become a coach, you just want to coach everyone. But that is incredibly frustrating for the folks around us. But we do want to be there. So when we notice 
energetic shifts when they're talking, their tone changing, maybe them looking away from us, not looking at us in the eye, maybe just being even more tender with them. Maybe just you recognizing, okay, maybe there's more that this person wants to say, but they're not ready for it right now, so I'll check in with them later. This week, get curious about nonverbal language. I'm telling you, it's like a detective game. It's my favorite game to play because so much is being said and what is not being said. And again, we're not trying to make the meaning of it. We're not trying to figure out what it is, but we're just becoming aware of it. This is one of my favorite, favorite tools that I've ever learned as a coach. The final thing I want to share with you to being really there for the people in our lives, to being in relationship with folks in a better way, is silence. Is to leave so much more room for silence. This is one of the skills as a coach that I'm constantly working on because so often when someone shares something, they finish the sentence, but they're still thinking. They're still processing. And when we jump in, even if it's with a well-meaning question or a well-meaning phrase statement of support, we're actually keeping them unintentionally from a deeper exploration, from something that they are slowly uncovering. And for those of us who really want to be of service, who really want to be quote-unquote there for folks, oh, let me tell you, Silence is excruciating because we want to fill it with help. We want to fill it with our support. But I'm telling you, so much wisdom can be uncovered in the silence. So I'm encouraging you this week and the coming weeks, as you communicate with folks, as you're in relationship with folks, leave so much room for silence. Leave so much room that it makes you feel uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable to the point where you think the other person is going to be like, what's going on? Are you not going to say anything? Why aren't you saying anything? I promise you they're not going to say that. I promise you in that silence, they are reflecting, they are pondering, they're intuiting. They will share something really deep with you on the other side of that silence. Okay, so the three things we're going to be trying to do this week, how we are going to embody being a coach without being a coach, how we can take the best parts of being a coach and apply it to becoming even better folks in relationship is one, we're going to work on how we can be more present. What are the ways in which we can really ground ourselves before we are in relationship? So that when we are in relationship, we can truly be there. Two, we're going to work on our listening. Okay, we're going to be listening to what people are saying. And we're going to honor what's going on within us as well. We're not going to judge ourselves for having thoughts when other people are talking. However, we're also not going to go down the rabbit hole, the spiral of our thoughts. We're going to listen to what is being said and what is not being said. And finally, we're going to leave so much room for silence. Do you see what I did there? 
Do you see what I did there? I was silent, bringing home the point. That made me very uncomfortable. And I hope you didn't think what happened to my podcast. I'm still here. (laughs) So love, I hope there was something in this episode that resonated with you, whether or not you're interested in becoming a coach. And if you are interested in becoming a coach, I really hope you sign up for the waitlist for the Wholehearted Life Coaching Certification. My deepest wish is to transform the world one wholehearted coach at a time. Because here's what I know to be true about wholehearted coaches is that they want to make a real impact in the world. They want to create a life that not only allows them to thrive, but also others. That is our deepest intention at the certification. All right, love, as we say goodbye, I want you to think of one thing that is resonating with you from today's episode. And as you think of that one thing, let's take a deep breath in, holding it at the top and breathing out. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.